Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Caraway. I am bringing you another fantastic episode. I've got my little story, All in the King's Bed, written by me. And I'm just going to give you a little heads up. It's a fun story. Um, Big Daddy had a lot of fun playing with some symphonies. And um, I hope you guys have fun with it. I did while writing it. It's mostly sex. There's some story in there, but um, it's it's got a lot of fun sexiness in there, a little BDSM. Um, so it's more of ambiance. There's a lot that goes on in the king's bed. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to exclude anything that that was sexually appealing for me. So I, I brought it, people. So I, I hope you do enjoy listening to it. Anyway, um, before I drop the episode to you, um, the Sexy Librarians blogcast is up and running. You may or may not be aware, the format has changed. Um, I used to bring erotic stories from other authors via that podcast, but now I'm not doing that, obviously. I'm bringing all of the erotica fiction to the Kiss Me Quicks. The Sexy Librarian is a blogcast, so I just talk, and it's all unedited and um you hear all my ums and all my scratching and and we I talk about any and everything so um I encourage you guys to go check it out it's actually kind of fun uh the next episode is going to be released here any day now and I'm going to be talking about my horror erotic thriller novel called Wolf and talking about one of the main characters there and you know kind of how I've birthed him. I've also got the fantastic Alan Dusk set to be interviewed on April 16th around uh, Pacific Standard Time around noon. So I hope you guys will, um, you know, download that episode. If not, y'all can communicate with me through Twitter. I'll have my phone right there if you guys want to maybe ask Alan a question. Uh, I'll see if I can work that in there. And then after Alan Dusk, I will have the beautiful, sexy voice of Lucy Malone. She is going to be set to interview on April 25th. So I am really jazzed to have uh, her on the show, too. So um, we're basically just between me, Alan, and Lucy, we're just going to talk about whatever strikes our fancy. I've got some questions I want to ask them, but I just kind of want to hang out. I just I want it to be casual. And, you know, that's kind of what the Sexy Librarian blogcast is all about. It's just casual talk. So there you go. I, I Come on over, have a listen. It's going to be fun. Also, really quick, the Big Book of Orgasms audiobook is still killing it in Audible, thanks to you lurid listeners. Um, head over to Audible if you haven't gotten it yet. Uh, get it. It's it's fantastic. Remember, it's 69 short 1,200-word stories. Uh, Rachel Kramer Bustle put together a fantastic uh, wide variety, a, a huge collection of erotica that is very well put together. Um, I loved narrating this book, and people seem to love listening to it. So if you have not gotten your copy, go get it. Use your Audible credit. Sign up. I think you can sign up in Audible and get it for free. Um, You know, it doesn't get any better than that. And then leave your review after you guys have listened. Tell people why it was so good for you um, and encourage others to get it. 
Um, so big book of orgasms, get it. All right, I'm I'm ready to drop the S the the S. <laughs> I'm ready to drop the S. <laughs> I'm ready to hand you guys over to the story for today. All in the King's Bed, written by me, Rose Carraway. Nevaeh entered through the private service corridor, savoring the ever-inviting smells born of the kitchen. Good morning, she sang. The cook started. Her large body jerked, and she nearly lost hold of the section of dough. Good heavens! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. Nevaeh couldn't hide her amusement now, as the cook wiped her moist brow, leaving behind a dusty band of flour. Lord, I just about jumped out of my skin, the large woman caught her breath. It has been an entire month, Nevaeh. I should like to think that by now you would realize I don't handle people sneaking up on me, and that it simply isn't necessary for you to show up this early. It was His Majesty's request. She stiffened. The lie came too quickly, tasting bitter on her tongue. She bowed her head avoiding the woman's hard gaze. The cook had a sharp eye for anything out of place and would only need one good look to know that Nevaeh was guilty of something. It was bad enough that the king's constable knew the things that he knew about her. Is that so? The cook released the dough and planted her fists on her shelf-like hips. She eyed Nevaeh suspiciously. I am beginning to wonder if your punctuality might be for some other purpose. Why on earth do you insist upon being up there so early? Do you enjoy lurking within the corridors? When I think of how long you must sit up there, alone, well, it leaves me wondering if you're up to something. It's suspicious behavior, and I don't approve of it. Forgive me, ma'am. I simply want to serve my king. The words held more truth than she intended. Her cheeks tingled with the sudden flush of heat, warm and guilt-laden. Her fingers repeatedly twisted and tugged at her oversized dress. But what on earth do you do while you wait behind his chamber door? Those corridors are freezing. I haven't seen you carrying around that book of yours lately. What holds your interest in the meantime? You aren't sleeping up there, are you? The nervous tension made her throat dry She couldn't find anything useful to do with her dye-stained hands. The pressure to confess began to billow up into her throat. No, ma'am, I... I was taught that a dependable servant must be ready at any given moment. She must anticipate her master's requirements before he utters a breath. They were recited words, but their truth settled Neve's nerves. Loudly clearing her throat, the cook snatched up the dough once more and began to shape it. There's no need to be smug, young lady. It is no secret that His Majesty has taken a strong liking to your work. I've come to admire it myself. She stalled a moment, finding words. We haven't had a laundress in the castle with your talent and eye for such color. I wonder if you would entertain a trade. A trade, ma'am? 
Neve's previously dry mouth flooded with saliva as the cook quickly folded the hunk of bread into a piece of soft kitchen cloth. Yes, I will feed you breakfast with an extra wedge of bread, since you must pass through here every morning anyway, if you will agree to color my aprons. Neve was nodding her head before the cook finished her proposition. Agreed! The woman let out a jolly laugh and retrieved an empty sack. She shoved her aprons deep into the bottom, then added the bread. I forget sometimes what it was like to be a young woman, idly daydreaming between chores. I can remember there was a time when my head was filled with provocative thoughts for one handsome boy or other. There was a glint of mischief in the older woman's eyes while her strong fingers absently kneaded the dough. Neve licked her lips. She let out a slow, eager breath, the titillation of her own private, unrestrained thoughts exciting as she envisioned herself once again cracking open the heavy passage door to the king's bedchamber. Neve's nipples hardened. She stood there in the kitchen, blood pounding in her ears. He would be there, nude, laying atop the sheets that she'd personally hand-washed and colored. She clenched her fists to retain control of the escalating urge to caress her breasts, the way she'd seen the king do, tug at her tightened nipples, the way that his teeth had nibbled at the flesh of the many women he'd summoned to his chambers. Her body shuddered with rolling lust. He would be waking very soon. She didn't want to miss it. She had to go. Now. It was a precarious act of hauling the bundle of linens and the constant rearrangement of bulky skirts and baggy leggings, and she was more than grateful the cook had let her leave the other sack down in the kitchen. But through it all, Neve was blissfully immune to the cold, needle-like drafts that penetrated the castle's carved limestone walls. At last, approaching her destination, she softened her steps. Two dripping tallow candles, wicks nearly down to nothing, illuminated the outline of the closed door. As silently as her tired muscles could manage, Neve placed her heavy bundle onto the floor, then wiped damp hands down the front of her dress. After several controlled breaths to quiet her thumping heartbeat and praying that she wasn't too late, she stepped forward. Ever so quietly, she lifted the wooden release lever and pulled the heavy door open just a sliver. She closed one eye and peered into the king's private chambers. Using a single eye and practiced stealth, she panned from right to left, checking the enormous room to be sure there were no other servants inside. Heat from the roaring fire rushed out of the bedroom and against her face, forcing her to blink moisture back into her eye. She breathed deeply, the scent of red cedar immediately triggered a sexual response, and she felt moisture warm and slick between her legs. Other servants, unintuned with the king's truest needs and desires, 
might start the fire in his room, bring him bathwater and expensive soaps, but it was Nevei that secretly left her mark on the king. Red cedar oils absorbed quickly into wool and stuck to skin very well. She would never forget the way he'd smiled after smelling her offered woolen sample scented with red cedar. As she expected, the room was empty. The familiar sounds of low, masculine breaths quickened her heart rate. Her gaze then slowly moved toward the royal bed. As always, the exquisite heirloom hangings were already pushed open. The fine silk and thick wolf fur coverlet kicked down to the foot of the bed, while the black sheets that she'd made were a rumpled nest for the king as he lay, prone and naked. Neve bit her lower lip, stifling the sound of her own excitement. She wasn't too late. Soon he would stain those sheets, marking them for her. She closed her eyes for a moment, calling to her most base hedonistic desires while listening to the soft, wet flesh sound of the king's hand as it stroked his magnificent cock. She knew by the sound of his breathing alone that he had only just begun. There was still plenty of time for her to catch up. The sound of a quiet but earnest groan signaled her to promptly lift her skirts. Her single eye fixated on him, the way his long, muscular body lay, taut, his legs slightly parted, with toes toward the ceiling, buttocks flexing as he gently thrust his hips up, cock held in a loose fist. His forehead creased, lips parted in somewhat of a snarl as he clenched his unshaven jaw. Neve wasted no time. She wiggled her thighs, shaking her leggings to the floor, and then slid her middle finger between her slick pussy lips. She clutched at her hairy mound and rocked her hips rhythmically, her palm brushing over her rigid little clit. She had to be so careful here not to vibrate against the door and unwittingly give her position away. With one steady hand, she controlled the door while she humped against her other hand. King's breath hitched, his fingers tightened around his cock, his speed now increasing, and Neve sunk her two middle fingers deep into her pussy. She grinded against the palm of her hand now, working her clit until it grew hot with a twitchy greed. Her eyes strained to catch every movement the king made. When he bucked his cock into his fist, she shoved her fingers deeper. He had no idea but it was Neve he was fucking, not his own hand. To her delight, he turned his head to the right, offering her a complete view of his face as he strained in his ecstasy. His eyes squinted tightly, his teeth bared. Neve couldn't stop herself. At the sight of those teeth, she released the door and clutched one of her breasts, pinching her nipple as she imagined his teeth might. She looked back toward his cock and fist. He was pumping with more speed now, thigh muscles tense and hard. Neve dug into her pussy, rubbing and penetrating, grinding against her palm, 
Her wrist strained, hot, and now she could see him with both her eyes as she undulated in the corridor. What she saw next set her soul afire. The king's face became flush, sweat glistened on his brow. He fucked his fist feverishly in close pursuit, and then suddenly, every muscle in his lean body flexed. Then Neve saw it. One small squirt flung upwards, so surprisingly high that she almost squeaked in surprise. Then the king curled his shoulders, tightened his abdomen, growled like an animal, as come, volumes of white shot from his cock in long, pulsing bursts. Neve closed her eyes, stiffened her fingers, and fucked her pussy with severe determination, chasing her own orgasm. Over and over she saw it in her mind, that bursting milky-white stream, squirt after squirt, until her own spasm shuddered through her. You there! An angry shout cut through her silky veil of bliss, jolting her back into the hidden corridor where she stood with horrifying reality. A pair of dark indigo blue eyes glared at her, the last remnants of lust quickly evaporating from them, replaced by sharp, regal authority. The hidden door had swung halfway open, leaving her completely visible. She was mortified. An icy cold fear gripped her heart, and she pulled the still-embedded fingers from within herself with a sickly kind of guilt. She yanked up her fallen leggings. Blackness tightened around her eyes. Her legs felt heavy and foreign. She was frozen to the spot, paralyzed by fear. The king leapt from his massive, disheveled bed, and in only three strides, he reached her, cock jabbing the air ahead of each step. He grabbed a scruff of loose clothing at her shoulder and shoved her against the wall so hard her teeth clacked together. She kept her head bowed, and all she could see were several milky-white rivulets dripping from his chest and abdomen. What in the hell do you think you are doing? She winced as his fist dug into her shoulder. Neve couldn't think. Her tongue was thick, her throat desert dry. She trembled so fiercely she thought she might faint. The king scowled impatiently, narrowed his eyes, then ripped the rag from her head, nearly taking most of her hair with it. You, he said in a harsh whisper. He blinked recognition and the fist gripping her shoulder loosened. Why were you watching me? His breath blew against her eyelashes, his body heat pushing the scent of cedar, making it heavy between them. God help her. Lust swallowed her entirely, her blood helplessly reignited. Answer me. Neve flinched and looked up. This was it. He would order her hanged. She felt the noose tightening around her neck as he stared at her, blue eyes boring straight through her. His full lips so, so close. She let out a moan, and instantly her cheeks burned with desire. But she couldn't help it. His body mesmerized her, entranced her. In that moment, she was reduced to a woman of lust, 
and nothing else. A flash of thought even suggested that her soul might have abandoned her just then. The man she loved was standing so close, naked, cum dripping from what she could only imagine was delicious muscle. His eyes widened, witnessing her desire. Taken aback only briefly, those blue eyes darkened. The king she both loved and feared leaned closer, his nose touching hers. Her breath came shallowly as she dared to look into those utterly blue eyes. They rendered her useless. Words were simply beyond her ability. You enjoyed what you saw then? He accused with a deep growl directly against her lips. He was so close that she could only give the slightest nod in answer. But when he smiled, that very smile that had originally bewitched her, Neve's nipples hardened, all but clawed at the inside of her dress, brazen and eager for his mouth. Interesting. I'm curious to know just how much. His lips like flame against hers. She felt him move, lift her bulky skirts. The heat of the room pushed against her leggings. She found herself unable to look away from his steady gaze. Her stomach flip-flopped when he tugged at the frayed drawstring. The leggings then slid to the floor without hesitation, and then Neve couldn't breathe. The king's eyes held her, transfixed. Hard and hot, two thick fingers pushed inside of her, and the sound that escaped her lips was the most impure noise that she had ever heard. Raw, vulgar, and once again, those blue eyes reacted with wide surprise and curiosity. How long had she dreamt of this moment? It seemed like so long. He withdrew his fingers, brought them up, and rubbed them together, examining the copious amount of silken wetness he'd captured. Then Neve saw it, her king's unmistakable sexual hunger. He gripped the back of her neck, watched her face, examining every expression she made as he reached back down and plunged his fingers deep inside of her. The sensation was exquisite, much fuller than she could have ever provided for herself, and she had to force her mouth open just to breathe. He pinned her against the wall, observing her, fucking her. Neve somehow found courage and shoved the remaining bits of inhibition aside. She didn't dare think of anything beyond this moment. If he dismissed her from the castle, she would accept it. This was her dream, to finally be desired by the king. She fumbled with her top buttons, then boldly pulled out both her breasts, squeezed them together. It won her an approving response. She pushed her hips forward, learned his rhythm, and then fucked his fingers. She was rewarded with another growl of approval. Still, he made no move to do anything else but hold her steady and let her fuck herself. But that was fine. Neve was completely lost. Tremors vibrated through her. 
She reached up and smeared the tepid, sticky cum still splattered across his chest and nipples. To finally have her hands on him was as frightening as it was exhilarating. Touching his skin, feeling his warmth, his heart pounding beneath her fingers, smelling the scent of cedar and sex on him, it all possessed her. Grinding and undulating, she panted, groaned, and displayed for her king exactly how good she felt in this moment. You like me to watch you, the way I caught you watching me, he breathed through clenched teeth. Yes, your majesty. Do you watch a lot of men? Was he worried? I, I've watched many, to learn things, to learn about myself. She licked several of his fingers clean of his previously spent cum, then reached for his cock, but he shifted his hips, evading her. He inserted a third finger, and when the pad of his thumb began circling her clit, Neve's knees buckled. But he held her in place, leaned closer, gripped her neck tighter, fucked her deeper. And what have you learned in all of your studies, you vulgar little whore? Neve grabbed his wrist, rode his fingers, and groaned. I've learned everything I need to pleasure myself and my king. His fingers tightened around the back of her neck, a possessive grip. You think you could possibly please me? You're nothing but a grubby little whore that washes my sheets. He thrust his cock forward, rubbed himself against her stomach. She lost her breath again. Yes, she agreed. She was a whore. For him. And yes, she could definitely please him. His fingers curled rubbed and pulled inside of her, drew her to him. She closed her eyes to let the encompassing waves of orgasm wash over her. Open your eyes, little whore. I'm the voyeur now. Watch me watch you. Neve opened her eyes obediently. He squeezed her neck, holding her in place while his other fingers plowed and reaped her pussy for its juicy surrender. Neve screamed her release like a wanton siren. There was a loud knock at the door. The king stifled a curse into Neve's neck, scratching her damp skin with sharp whiskers. He released her neck, but she was very aware that his other fingers still lingered inside of her. Another knock resounded throughout the bedchamber, and Neve jumped, resulting in the king wiggling his long, burrowed digits, eliciting another chorus of feminine song from her. You are a vocal one, but you must compose yourself now. He withdrew his fingers and slid them, pussy-soaked, into her mouth. Forced now to breathe through her nose, she sucked them clean of her juices. And you intrigue me. He retrieved his fingers from her mouth, eased them inside of her swollen pussy for a second, more thorough swirl, all the while studying every expression on her face before he plucked them free and fed them to her again. 
Neve sucked every long digit, moaning devotedly around each one, her heart rate slowing. A third, more urgent knock sounded against the door. A man's rough voice boomed from the other side. Come. A smirk decorating his face. Neve threw her hands up, attempting to cover her still-exposed breasts. But the king slowly shook his head from side to side. I haven't given you permission to stop. Your horse syrup has covered my fingers entirely. Suck them until they are clean, laundry girl. As the door swung open, she took his hand and sucked his fingers into her mouth. From over one of his shoulders, Neve recognized that it was the constable, equally tall as the king but much broader in chest. She also recognized the slender young squire that trailed quickly behind the warrior's heels. Years of duty and devotion had permanently furrowed the imposing man's dark brow. Neve dared to look the man in the eye as she sucked her king's longest finger into her mouth. My apologies, sire. I didn't know you were occupied. The man's voice deeper than the king's was gruff, but there was a hint of mischief in his tone. It's fine, Jeff. She is nearly finished with me, the king answered, apparently shameless in his own nudity. He continued to watch, intently, until Neve was finished with her task. She trembled under his scrutiny. With what seemed like regret, he pulled up the front of her grubby dress, protecting her modesty. Shame and lust warmed her cheeks, but she remained where she was, redoing her buttons. Her eyes followed his naked frame, and once he pulled on his robes, he signaled her to begin changing his sheets. The men spoke while she set to work, She began with folding the silk coverlet, then set it aside and pulled the sheets off the bed and bundled those up to take with her on her way back to the laundry rooms under the castle. Every few minutes, she would re-tuck a strand of long hair behind her ears and steal a moment to look over at the group of men, only to find that the king was staring at her as he listened to his constable's reports. It helped settle her nerves to keep busy. Neve untied the hemp rope around the new black linens. The fresh scent of cedar quickly filled the room and acted as an aphrodisiac, sending her concentration completely out the window all over again. It took sheer willpower to stop herself from pulling the sheets to her face and sniffing them. The constable introduced his slender new squire. This is the one I spoke of. His name is William. Neve glanced up. William's cheeks and ears were as red as hers had been not very long ago. The king nodded his greeting, then eyed the constable in a strangely familiar way. Did he know about the burly man and his new squire? Suddenly, the constable's booming voice sent a chill up her spine. I see this laundry girl has caught your eye. The king raised an eyebrow. I believe I caught hers. Really? The constable's ominous tone caused her worry. He had given her very clear warning not two days ago. 
she was not to seek her information from anyone inside the castle. And you have no qualms with her for it? She has an unusual tendency, and her clothes are ill-fitting and quite unappealing. The king breathed, those blue eyes making her heart pound inside her chest all over again, despite his cruelty. But she intrigues me, I must admit. Yes, well, I think she has more than a tendency, sire. If I were to assess this one honestly, I would say that she has a definite proclivity. The constable's tone suddenly changed, surprising her. I imagine she's gained enough material by now to be worth your while. Taking a step toward her, the enormous man grinned too knowingly. It made her nervous. Neve didn't know how the king would react if he knew about her and the constable and his new beautifully endowed squire. She chanced a look and felt her throat tighten. The king stood, arms crossed. Oh, enlighten me, please. The grin he wore was dark, his eyes bright. The constable lifted her chin to meet his stern gaze. It seems that our little laundress is a self-made apprentice in the ways of the flesh. She's been acquiring specific knowledge and skill. It has been reported that she scurries around requesting lessons from any and all willing to contribute to her education. Without, I might add, payment of coin. No one knows the reason or inspiration for her quest, Though now that I'm looking more closely, I suspect she has very recently gained it. The large man stood very close. He knew, but didn't say anything. She bowed her head as the constable continued. Ask her, sire. She will tell you. She is a very vocal girl, prone to confessing anything you want of her. I myself gave her a rather informative lesson just the other day. In the drying yard, as a matter of fact. Didn't we, William? The squire cleared his throat and nodded. Yes, sir. She absorbed quite a lot of knowledge that afternoon. Did she? The king advanced. She willingly confesses, you say? Without the encouragement of coin? Indeed, sire. She is generously open-mouthed and very loose of tongue. I did notice that about her earlier. His arms fell to his sides, a glance exchanged between the constable and him. Tell me then, what did you learn from your lessons with Jeff and William? He stood directly in front of her, untying the belt of his robes. My king, I... Neve didn't know where to start or if she ought to speak at all. Once again, she was a trembling imp, fumbling for words. She had learned so much the other day that it was difficult to know where to actually begin. It was the first time she'd seen two men together that willingly allowed a woman between them. My king, I... The king's satin robe fell to the floor. 
As if understanding her dilemma, he offered an encouraging, yet wolfish, kind of smile. I demand that you confess everything, you beautiful little loose-tongued whore. He thought she was beautiful? Somehow, his demand made it easier, because she had, after all, learned it all just for him. The constable's heavy leather chest guard and belt fell to the floor next, and he signaled the squire. You will tell him what you had the nerve to demand of the two of us. Leave nothing out. Start from the beginning, when you came upon us at your drying lawn. When the backs of her knees pressed into the side of the bed, the king continued to move closer, and Neve was forced to climb backwards onto the enormous bed. He crawled after her, reaching for the top buttons of her dress. His fingers halted, obviously waiting for her to begin. I was on the lawn, beating the linen with my washing bat when I saw them. She indicated the constable and his squire. The young squire was... The king began with the first button. On his knees, I noticed his head bobbing so fast. I had to know how he could possibly be managing it. What was making the constable react so... ungoverned? The second button was released. The king paused, waiting. The constable was so impassioned, unlike any man I have ever seen. She looked at the king, hoping he wouldn't be offended. I see. And? He scooted closer and undid the third button. There was only one left. And then I went to them. The squire made so many sounds, wet and hungry. I noticed that his face was red and sweating from his exertion. The fourth button was undone, and Neve thought her heart would burst from her chest. Her nipples tightened hard as pebbles. Her chest rose and fell as she tried to control her breathing. The constable, barrel-chested and bare, dragged his dainty squire to the other side of the king's bed. What else did you see? Tell me. The king's voice cracked. I asked the constable to tell me things. He told me that a man was better than any woman because they were aggressive about it. They can take a cock without compunction, without complaint. He told me that only when a cock was fucked by a mouth, a man knew he'd found a partner worth cherishing. I saw that the squire did take the cock. His throat swelled. He drooled and coughed, but his lips stayed closed, tightly around it, and his head never slowed or stopped bouncing. Even when his mouth was full of spray, I envied him. Neve couldn't speak anymore. The king had clawed her breasts to his mouth, tried to devour them like a lion would a morsel of food. She threw her head back and screamed, the sound of more clothing being removed beside her barely noticeable. Yes, what then? The king urged, between biting and suckling her breasts. She swallowed, caught her breath, arched into him, and then continued. 
I needed to learn how to perform like that. I humbly asked the constable if he would show me how. You didn't ask, and you certainly weren't humble. The constable laughed. Neve swallowed, fearful. I... I stripped my clothes off and demanded. I demanded that they show me how to suck cock like a man. A sharp cry escaped her throat as the king squeezed her breasts together and took each of her nipples between his teeth. Never, in her wildest dreams, did she ever imagine she could feel this good. They showed me everything. The bed jerked as the constable flung his squire onto the bed and then hastily threw his legs back toward his ears, exposing the young man's cock, balls, and asshole. Tell him, don't watch me, girl. Neve was captivated as the brute held William's legs out of the way and planted his mouth. The sound of tearing fabric got her attention. The king was ripping the ugly dress from her body. Continue. His urgency forced her tongue. I... Her eyes wandered toward the squire, currently holding his own legs back as his balls were absorbed by the constable's hungry mouth. I went to my knees and took the squire's cock into my mouth. The constable pressed the back of my head down until my throat was full. I couldn't breathe. Tears blinded me. But when I felt my lips press into hair, I knew I'd done it. I had taken him all the way. Several wet sounds filled her ears, the constable sucking and slurping, and the king, cock in his fist, stroking himself. He hadn't released her left breast, and so she grabbed her right, pinching the nipple. Without thinking, she added, You should pinch me, too, like this, she demonstrated for him. Without hesitating, he copied her. Neve was suddenly infused by an endorsed power. She sat up, looking him in the eyes. I fucked his cock with my mouth, the way I have dreamed of fucking yours. I took all of him. I told them both to grab my hair, their hands on the back of my head, forcing me, helping me so I wouldn't fail, so that I would understand what a man truly needs. Don't forget about the last bit, vixen. Tell your king what you did while you were swallowing cum. The constable growled into the valley of his squire's ass and then finally released the man's legs. Neve felt a creeping, devilish smile curl her lips when she looked back at the king and found him somewhat stunned that there was more to her lesson. Her bravery seemed propelled by all three of them, and the scent of cedar that surrounded her. The scent that she marked the king with every time she washed and dried his bedding. It dictated her movements at an exhilarating rate. She pulled his hand from his cock and replaced it with her own. After all this time, this sudden empowerment was dizzying. 
She'd painfully stood by day after day, watching this magnificent man bring servant after servant into his chambers at night. She'd secretly watched him fuck them ravenously, wildly, with so much passion that she wanted to fall to her knees and beg him, with tears in her eyes, to take her instead. She was his match, not the others. She'd seen it on his face, over and over. None of them satisfied this man, and although she was dressed in oversized, threadbare clothing, filthy from labor as she worked tirelessly over steaming starch tubs, her hands perpetually stained with dye, she could make him a very happy king. By God, she could satisfy him the way she knew he longed for. He needed a woman that could placate his physical needs. That look he always wore, that sad unfulfillment would vanish forever. No one could ever love him the way she did. Nevaeh lowered her voice. Do you want me to tell you what I did? She stroked him, slow, teasing in a torturous way. His face reddened, and she stroked him, slower, drawing him to her the way he had done to her earlier. Yes, tell me. Lay against the pillows, and I will give you everything you want. He moved so abruptly, his cock was pulled from her hand and she had to cover her mouth before a bubbling laugh of surprise escaped. The constable grabbed her wrist, turned her toward the king, who was now lying against his throne of pillows. The deep voice next to her ear sent goosebumps over her flesh. Remember your lessons. Satisfy your king properly and describe it in detail. With one calloused hand on her shoulder, the other on her hip. Nevaeh felt herself being pushed and pulled simultaneously until her lips touched the tip of the king's glistening cock and her rump brushed the hard, wet cock of the constable. Tell me, the king's voice shook, and show me. She lowered her mouth a little more so that when she began, every word she spoke, her lips would brush against the tip of the king's cock. She spread her knees and tilted her hips as she'd been instructed, so that she was fully exposed to the constable. The burly man's snap brought the squire beneath Nevaeh, his own slender, long cock nudging her clitoris. Do you remember me telling you that I took the squire's long, beautiful cock into my mouth? The constable ran his tongue through the furrow of her ass. The squire pinched her nipple. Yes. And that I took it all the way into my throat? The constable prodded her tight hole with one of his fingers. The squire pinched her other nipple, took aim with his cock. Yes. That your constable shoved my head down so hard that I choked and coughed, 
but kept the squire's long cock in my mouth. Yes. The king was fit to be tied now. She saw his blue, regal eyes ablaze with a hard lust. That I never stopped sucking him? She let his cock head into her mouth. The constable sucked her anus. The squire entered her pussy. Yes, tell me what you did when he sprayed, he groaned. Neve's entire body buzzed. The constable's cock felt at the ready, and she eased back onto it, slowly until he filled her. The king gave an anxious sound as she seesawed the two cocks inside her. The king reached to stroke his own cock, but she caught his hands, preventing him any self-pleasure. She rocked her hips, keeping the constable and squire happily occupied. When his milk sprayed into my mouth, I drank him. I drank all of him, because his cock was your cock. She licked his tip, and your cock is the one I have wanted. She licked again. You mustn't be angry with me, my king. I couldn't help myself. I wanted your cock inside of me, too. I was a whore for your cock. I ordered the constable to fetch my linen bat. The king was confused. Neve rocked forward and back as the squire strummed and circled her clit. Neve placed her lips against the king's swollen cocktip to be sure she had his full attention. He brought me the linen bat, and because he had already been pleasured, I used the handle in a perfectly indecent manner. She took him into her mouth. His blue eyes widened in understanding. She gripped his wrists, took his length, and then she felt the constable's familiar, heavy hand on the back of her head, clutching a fistful of her messy hair, forcing her to bob rapidly up and down. She opened as wide as she could. He was thicker than the squire had been, but it didn't matter. The king was in her mouth, his cock jamming against her throat. She choked, drooled, and screamed, muffled, drizzling ecstasy as she came. The constable made his own sounds of enjoyment from behind her, the squire panting softly below. But Neve tuned her eyes and ears to the king, his throaty grunts, his hissing breath, the crease of his brow. Never had she witnessed this reaction when he'd fucked the other servants. Never had he looked so reduced. While she fucked his cock with her mouth, she knew in her very bones that she had won him over. The king began to use his hips. The coarse, crinkly hair scraped against her lips repeatedly. Neve couldn't breathe but every four or five thrusts he made. Her throat would certainly be bruised. Against her tongue, she felt a sudden, long, pulsing sensation. The king pitched his hips up, and she prepared herself. She smothered the squire's cries with her breasts, it all triggering her memory of the great spurts of cum the king had let go before. She angled her throat, held her rump steady, and let the men have their way. Her throat worked, her pussy tightened, her asshole opened. She swallowed, 
and drank. Oh, these are beautiful, Neve. Oh, you have outdone yourself. Heavens! The cook held a rainbow assortment of aprons to her ample chest. Another cup of tea? You poor dear, you've worked yourself to the bone and gotten yourself sick. I'm fine, truly. Just a little sore throat is all. Neve sat down gingerly and took the tea happily. It did soothe her bruised throat. But there were plenty of other bruises, but only kisses could soothe those. Well, you make sure to dress warm, you hear? No reason for that to turn into something worse. She stirred the stew, then hung the ladle on its hook. I see the king has requested a different color. Tell me again why you're bringing that with you, though. The hefty woman wiped her hands, then pointed at the smooth-handled linen bed, its wide, flat end propped against the side of the newly washed and colored sheets. This time, the king had requested red. Neve lifted her teacup with a pink-stained hand and simply stated, The king has requested it. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Carraway. All the ice king wants for Christmas is the love of a beautiful princess. It's the warming glow of friendship to feel like he belongs. He will freeze you and kidnap you, but it's only because he has to. Some archaeological snafu. I'd like to thank the following musical artists. Pottington Bear, B.O.P.D. Tenebris Brothers Carnival, Marcel Paquel, Cancelled, Chris Zabriskie, Jan Morgenstern, Dustmotes, Johnny Ripper. Music by Mozart, Beethoven, and Edvard Grieg. Courtesy of Audionautics.com. And the feature credit song, All the Ice King Wants for Christmas, by Jonathan Mann. I just want to say thank you really quick for everybody that's listening. And by the way, if you have not yet gone over, head over to the Sexy Librarian's blogcast, uh, where I have got a new format. Um, It's a blog-styled podcast, and I've actually got... The awesome Alan Dusk set up to be interviewed. 
And then after Alan Desk, I have the fabulous Lucy Malone set to be interviewed. So I hope you guys can tune in for those two interviews. And if you have not yet already gotten your audiobook, The Big Book of Orgasms, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell and narrated by yours truly, please head over to Audible or iTunes or Amazon and get it. It is still like ranking number one, sometimes number two in the audio bestseller in Audible. So um, I encourage you to go get some sexy time. Um, It is fabulous. And as always, if you guys want to get in touch, you can email me at thekissmequicks at gmail.com. Head over to Facebook, just search Rose Caraway. I'm also in Tweeterland, so if you want to just search Rose Caraway, I will pop right up. I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, um, Reddit. I'm everywhere, you guys, so head over and check me out. Come and say hi. All right, you guys. Love you. See you soon. He wants to be included in all the mathematical games. No Merry Christmas, Ice King. I hope you get what you want. You deserve one nice thing. One nice thing for the Ice King. Merry Christmas, Ice King. You want, you deserve one nice thing, one nice thing for the Ice King. Fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la. Stupid fish, fucking meat lady.